Hey there, Red Sox Nation. Mookie Betts breaks out in a big way this week. Overall, the Sox lose some key players to injuries, and it was a tough week. We'll give you all the details in this week's edition of Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Leading in with some JT. Gotta like it. Makes me feel good. Although this week uh, didn't make me feel so good, especially with the Red Sox dropping four out of seven there. Tough week for the Red Sox. Um, had a couple losses. I'm Ben Fay. In case you guys didn't know, we have Mike Conley, who's eventually going to join us via Skype. But until then, we're just going to hang out. I can see him coming up on the screen now. Oh, here we go. This is this is exciting. Okay, so couple topics that we want to cover. But before we get into it, Mike, are you there? Can you hear us? Yeah, you got it. All got right. It. Yes. This is our first Skype action. We got Mike Conley in the Bean Town right now. That's I right, think, God's country. I think he's hanging out in Harvard Yard. Coast to coast. <laughs> and mass, actually, to be more accurate. Uh, you know, partying all day here for the graduation of one Erin Marie Martin. It's a celebratory day here at Camp Mass, uh, who calls its residents uh, Bill Burr, one of my favorites. You might have heard of Paul Revere as well. They're uh, former Canton residents uh, of some note. I don't think I can pull a third one out of my bum right now. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be like Mookie's home runs. But, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you think about the Red Sox this week, Ben? They're incredible. I, I mean, it, the, the pitching, don't – I know where you're going to go. You're going to go to Docktown, and I'm just saying it's a 162-game season, so there's going to be some ups and downs with the pitching, but please. So I actually led off the show, Mike, by saying that it was a tough week for the Sox. We did have some success. Uh, we won a couple games, lost a couple games, had some really – had a really big breakout by Mookie Betts, uh, which you just mentioned. Five home runs in seven at-bats over two games. Wow. Um, definitely Ridiculous. did not see that coming. We knew that he was going to break out at some point, but, I mean, God, Mike, can you even believe that that happened? So that puts him in the category, I believe, in Sox history with Yaz and uh, Nomar as the only ones that have five and I think, a two-game stretch. And, uh, I mean, we've been talking about this kid all year, and he was going to bust out and going to bust out. So is he on a hit streak right now? I'm not sure if he extended today. Wasn't he on, like, an eight-gamer or something? I mean, I don't get too excited about the hit streaks because <laughs> I really think Bogey is eventually going to make a run at 56. That might be later in his career, you know, with his ending this week. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Betts is the guy, you know, we can never trade him. Wow. Um, yeah. And even ask Mookie if he expected anything like that. He says he's never done anything like that in his career. So, wow. I think that we yeah, can. Because he's so humble. And he's... that's why he's going to be beloved in Boston. You know, it's like, 
You know, he just, oh, I don't know. I just asked a lot of questions in the dugout. I mean, this guy is like the perfect baseball player right now. He's incredible, and he's got the quickest hands in the business. He's like a Curtis Grandison, but young and can hit for average, you know? It's like already. It was great. It was great. And, he, and you know, now now that we're looking at it, probably one of the best leadoff hitters in the league, if not the best leadoff hitter in the league. Right. Can we Can we all agree on that? I mean, why not? I mean, where, where does that like, put him now that we're talking about the all-star roster? Because I think last week we started talking about it and saying, well, we're not really sure if Mookie is going to be on the all-star team this year, but man, that's got to do a lot to change it real quick, huh? I mean, it didn't change it in my eyes. I mean, I know it was only a matter of time before this guy just, I mean, he's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the quickest hands in the business. I mean, it's, and it, it goes back to the bowling, Ben. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. So if I got a young kid, and, you know, I don't want him throwing curveballs. I mean, if he's a pitch out, make him a hitter and mm -hmm. have him bowling. That's you know? right. I, I mean, wear the proper gear and stuff, whatever, you know, protect the ligaments and, you know, get your copper fits or whatever you got to do to stay healthy. But it's better than throwing him out there on the football field and having him get CTE, <laughs> you know? Oof, I heard some scary stuff today because, you know, I go to the, the party for my niece's you know, uh, graduation, what have you. So I see cousins that I haven't seen to. So it's like you filter down because I'm not on the Facebook, as you know, Ben, you know. Mm -hmm. And so because uh, social media, uh, you know, intolerant, not intolerant, ignorant. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and I just like, you know, my buddy is his, uh, my cousin. His son is head injury from football. Mm. So it's ridiculous. So play baseball, kids. Stop by bowling, you know, and then I guess move to a uh, warm weather climate. And uh, play baseball all the time. But if you can't do that, bowl in the winter. So you know, I would give that. And I, and I think that gives us a good segue into. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Man. Into uh, Brock Holt. You know, we've gotten some news about Brock Holt. He is suffering from his second known concussion. And he initially was diagnosed with. With a with a mild concussion, I know this is you know this is something that's up for debate as to what is a mild or a you know a severe concussion and and how long that timetable is. He's been out for a little while now, and it seems like the staff is still unsure of what his return uh, timetable is. So, you know, uh, you know, I'd really like to have Brock Holt back, but I think that at this point they're not going to rush it and they're going to take their time. So I think that's that's probably the best uh, for Brock Holt and, and also for. Uh, for the Red Sox, so so ben, we're pulling for you, Brockstar. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm I'm sure it probably comes as no surprise to the people who listen to the program, but I've had a few concussions myself, and I, you know, I, I just want to say that you know you really should take your time with it. I think that's that's a great call by uh, you know the the Red Sox brass. It's a long season. It's a it's a game of attrition baseball. Nobody's breaking Cal Ripken's streak. Let's put it to rest. So it's about being healthy at the proper time. Absolutely. Bill Belichick will attain to that. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned another thing, Xander Bogarts. Uh, he had his hitting streak come to an end at 26 games. I mean, what a luxury it is to go from JBJ with leading the MLB in a hit streak, his ends, and then we go right to Xander, who's leading the MLB in the hit streak right behind him and watch him ride out his, his hit game streak. You know this offense is crazy, crazy good, Mike. Um, it really is. I, I don't, I can't remember a time when we've had you know guys like just hitting for game, you know, hit game streak after hit game streak all up and down the lineup. It, it's absurd. It is. 
It is. And, and, you know, I mean, we can't get there all on our hitting, obviously. And like I say, it is a long season. So just as the pitching looks bad right now, they're going to have their good times. They've already had little glimpses of that so far this season. And, like, they ju- we got to get Price just rolling, which he is ever since he talked to Petey. And then, you know, just like, you know, not worry about that. But the, the hitting is going to have a downturn. And we just got to, you know, stay the course. And, I mean, they almost got no hit today, mm-hmm. you know, into mm-hmm. the eighth. Estrada's no joke, though. So that, that's a good transition. We, uh, you know, it was a tough game today. We had Estrada going into... I think it was the seventh or the eighth uh, before Chris Young hit a home run to break up the no hitter. Um, that was a really tough game, and you know I, I kind of pulled a positive out of this, and that was you know the the offense was really struggling throughout the game, really couldn't get anything going. But then right at the end of the game, you know they started to rally, and it was great to see some signs of life from the offense and and really taking those opportunities when they come. The other thing was Hanley Ramirez finally came through with some big hits. He had that one that almost got over the head of Bautista, and he just barely caught it. Uh, but then he had that other hit that, you know, he cranked it off the, the center field wall way over the head of the center fielder. Um, it was really good to see because I know that Hanley's been struggling uh, a little bit lately. So good to see him making some solid contact. Absolutely. And, you know, you knew it was just a matter of time for him to get going. And, like, you almost want to, like, keep that sleeping giant sleeping with as well as everybody else in the lineup is doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like I say, there's going to be some hard times in a 162-game season, you know, as as warm as we feel right now with how prolific this offense is looking. And if you don't think it's prolific, just take a look at the AL's uh, leaders, and it's littered with Red Sox. So, I mean, it's ridiculous right now, but, you know, there's going to be some dark times. Mm-hmm. But remember, this is a postal full world, so we have to be optimistic enough to think we're going to make a run at it because I honestly do. And then this team hitting in a seven-game series, all we have to really do is have three starters with the way they space it around with, uh, you know, TV and whatnot. I mean, you know I love the knuckleballer. We'll get Price going right <laughs> and whoever's stepping up in that three-hole. But you know Dombrowski's going to make a huge deal, and he's going to deal some guys I'm, I'm going to hate to see go. But uh, one thing I did want to ask you, Ben, uh, because you brought it up, uh, Chris Young, Mm-hmm. What do you think about him being the everyday left fielder right now? Well, uh, that that's a good question. Um, I think we do know that's that all I ask, Ben. He can, that's all I ask. He can hit the right-handers. You know, we've seen that. Um, he's getting hot at the right time, especially when we need him. Um, let's talk about why Chris Young was in the lineup today. Uh, we had a couple injuries yesterday. In the win against Toronto, uh, Steve Wright looked great. Um, I don't know if we can, if he has a nickname yet, but maybe we can give him a new nickname, uh, Cy Wright. Cy Wright. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's like that's a little bit of like a gauntlet thrown down. Okay. Something. Well, I mean, is hey, that a prediction? You predict I'm just. I love it. I love it. I'm okay. just joking. But seriously, I mean, this guy has been just amazing for us this year. He's six and four with a 2.29 ERA. I don't think any of us saw this coming uh, coming into this season. He has been really, really good for us. Um, the bad part about that game was that we had two of our key players go out to injury. We had Ryan Hannigan go out with a neck injury, I believe, uh, some neck tightness. We also had a more severe injury in Blake Swihart as he was going for a fly ball 
in right or sorry left field off the wall he really just a, a very awkward step into the wall and his foot kind of bent up into his shin it looked really bad if you looked at the replay uh, we got news today that it was a severe ankle sprain um, he's going to have that ankle mobilized I guess the good news coming out of this is that it wasn't broken and that there it was just a sprain but this sounds really bad this could be multiple weeks going into months on the DL so is that the latest? What's the latest speculation on him, Ben? The, I mean, that's the latest. We got two. He's on. He went on the. I think it was the 15 day DL. But I mean, at those severe ankle sprains, and if you're talking about mobilizing it right away, uh, yeah, you're going to be looking at a couple weeks on the DL at least. Um, yeah, that's rough. Uh, so, so be safe with them. That was kind, that was kind of a, a double edged sword for us because now we, you know, we had Swihart playing in left field. However, he was also kind of our third catcher when we needed him. Him mm -hmm. and Ryan Hannigan go out. Now we only have one catcher in Vasquez. That leads to a lot of roster moves that we made today, um, including bringing up Sandy Leone, uh, who's going to you know be thrown kind of into the fire here. Uh, I'm guessing uh, giving S Vasquez some days off here in the next in the next week or two uh, while those guys rehab or while those guys get healthy, actually. I love Sandy Leone, man. I think we have the best catching depth in baseball. I mean, that you can go from somebody like Vasquez, who is Yachty Jr., you know, his teammates call him that, mm -hmm. and then you can go down to somebody that can handle the bat, has shown that on the major league level in Swihot, and now he's showing some versatility. Get that kid healthy. But the thing that's um, – Swihot is a chip. And, you know, Dombrowski bringing him up to play left field <clears throat> is so he can show how he can hit major league hitting because they're going to deal him, unfortunately. But if if we lose him, you know, and not like Devis and Espinoza, I'll be kind of happy if we could, we can add somebody maybe. But I, I don't know who that's going to be. But it, it, did you ask me a question and I just went on a tangent and just answered <laughs> something else? You know, I forget, but I was just yeah. going to say – you know that was happen. that was the first wrinkle to this to this whole day on Saturday with with the couple injuries and and the roster shakeup. The other fallout is exactly what you mentioned, where we had some uh, you know some potential trades lined up. You know we had some pitching that we were talking about, maybe uh, supplementing some outfielding. Uh, however, a lot of that I think was hinging on Swihart being one of those major trade chips, and you know seeing him go out with uh, with a high or a severe ankle sprain, uh, you know that really put some question marks. We do have a, a little bit of a situation here uh, coming up over the next couple weeks, um, especially when we're talking about trade talks for pitching. We do have a couple days off, so it sounds like the Red Sox are going to go with just a four-man rotation at least until June 18th uh, when we go uh, to Seattle, and we're going to need a, a fifth. Is it is it in Seattle or is it in Boston? I don't, I'm not sure about that, but we're going to need a fifth starter uh, during that series. Sounds like, you know, there's – not really a clear fifth starter and Mike I don't know what you've heard but I, I haven't heard much about you know our prospects uh, a guy fifth in the rotation other than maybe bringing back up Buckholes or or bringing Joe Kelly back into the mix but I don't know I'm not too sure about those guys 
Yeah, I, I'm. I, you know, we're not too sure of them either because they haven't really shown us anything you should be too sure about. I mean, Kelly, you know, he wets your whistle. I mean, on his rehab start, uh, you know, I, in his rehab starts, he was excellent. In his first start back at the bigs, he was excellent. And then the two starts since, uh, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. So, and I mean, they sent a clear message to the guy. I mean, they didn't even let him like sleep it off. They were like, hey, uh, you know, hit to Pawtucket. You know, yeah. get on the Kevin Euclid's Expressway and uh, head down there tonight. You know, I didn't want to put the words into your mouth, but that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, the Joe right. Kelly experiment seems to be over for now. Um, I think he could still be. I think I mean, this guy's pitched out of the bullpen before. He's never shown durability as a starter or consistency. Mm-hmm. Our bullpen could definitely use a piece. I mean, that Carson Smith blow is a gigantic blow. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we need somebody that's going to step up and fill that because we have to monitor Koji and Tazawa, you know? And Tazawa's, you know, had a couple of rough outings lately because he's being overworked. Yep. Koji, you know, he's kind of getting overworked too. Yep. So those guys are going to be better when they pitch around 50 innings a season as opposed to like the 65 to 70 we've been leaning them on the past few years you know but i think hembry who's up today i believe yep. he could he could be something you know heath hembry has really shown us a lot this season um he's come in when we really needed him to he's been optioned up and down a couple times but every time he's he's been in the majors this year he's he's really put on a, a good effort um i think he's going to be a guy that we lean on heavily down the stretch the other thing is mike we have a, a really tough schedule coming up here. Um, we are going to the Giants, and then we have, and let me bring it up here. Uh, let's see if the internet is working in the After Buzz studio today. Woo-hoo! Okay, well, we're downloading. Okay, oh. here we go. So we're coming up on a, a pretty rough stretch here. Like I said, we have a couple days off, so that's definitely going to help with the pitching rotation, only having four guys to go. However, yeah. we have... Uh, a two-game series at the Giants, and then we have a, a three-game series at the Twins uh, over the next week. That's not too bad. But then looking ahead, we have a three-game series uh, against the Orioles, a three-gamer at, uh, versus the Mariners, a four-gamer versus the White Sox, a three-gamer versus the Rangers. Whew, um, yeah, we, yeah, you, I mean, I'm I mean we were sweating it out this week, but it is, uh, it's going to be a rough stretch. So, Here's what I was getting at, not to like sound the alarms, but as we start to look forward to the trade talks, uh, like I said, we're not going to need that fifth guy for another couple weeks. However, these next couple weeks are going to be really telling as to, you know, how I think how the Red Sox are going to proceed with trade talks. If these pitchers can really hold up and, and and show some solid starts, uh, maybe we just look for an end-of-the-rotation guy that kind of fills the gap. However, if some of these guys, um, kind of looking at like Eduardo, um, you know, Porcillo, those guys that we thought were going to be really strong and they've been, you know, a little bit struggles lately, if those guys don't turn it around, we could be in the market to shake it up big time. Um, that's what I'm eyeing is June 18th. That's when we're looking for the fifth guy in the rotation. Uh, so that gives us a couple weeks to kind of play it out to see what happens. I don't anticipate that the Red Sox will make any drastic moves until then. But once that day comes, I think they're going to really take a hard look at that starting rotation and, and start trying to figure out how they're going to make this thing work. 
All right. Well, when you talk about drastic moves, Ben, tell me that we're not going to do anything foolish like get rid of Erod just because you know he gave up three bombs today. Well, I, I mean, I think the good news is is that we didn't make any trades for James Shields. We saw him get shipped to the White Sox. So uh, let's just wipe our brow with that. Um, oh, wow. Right? So that's one guy that we can uh, kind of check off the list. Um, but there's some other uh, big AJ guys. Preller, uh, stay tuned, though. If you're willing to take Pablo and his contract, <laughs> we're willing to take Shields and his. Right, right. <laughs> So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some things to watch for um, as far as the trade talks concerned, uh, and definitely want to keep an eye on that roster, or sorry, the starting rotation. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, just a quick asterisk: JBJ, killer, AL, AL player of the month. Gotta love it. He's gotta be uh, up there. I mean, I don't know if he'll get voted in, but he should be a selection. I mean. Doing really good, and he had a good game today too. Um, had a couple hits, or had a hit there late in the game to uh, keep the rally going. Um, rally. Oof. Yeah, and then also your man, Big Poppy. Woo! Wow. Um, okay, so I was reading some articles about Big Poppy. This guy is a beast. Okay, so not only is he forty years old um, and tearing things up as a forty-year-old, he is, you know, one of the best offensive players in the league period okay what is the new 30 but he is in a legit race for the triple crown this year he is right now third in batting average uh, and this is last i checked this could be a couple days old third in batting average third in home runs and he is not far off the leader in either in either of those and he is in a prime position in that red sox lineup to rack up those rbis Oh my God. Would that be just totally insane for David Ortiz, a four-year-old, to win the Triple Crown in his retirement season and then just walk off into the sunset? Mike, yes. what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, does that surprise you? I mean, did you know how how good of a season he was having, like in terms of his race for the triple? I mean, no, but I mean, he he had such an incredible last year at season at thirty-nine. I thought. He could do close to that again, but this is incredible. Triple crown, unreal, and then walk away. I mean, it's storybook. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, I'm like, you know, I want to kind of chain him who was locking to the winner, but I mean, it's like uh, the guy's got to go out on his terms that you, you got to tip your cap to him, and mm-hmm. it's like we get a monster season, and hopefully uh, he gets a nice cherry on top, you know, because uh, we're going to go for it. Dombrowski, he can't hold on to youngsters. He's going to deal. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to mention, Mike, and this might actually maybe not come as a complete surprise to you, is that right now David Ortiz is on pace to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 73 doubles this year. Um, there has been no player in history – I believe that's gotten 70 doubles in a season. Um, right, yeah, I was going to say. And not to mention, I think the last person that's gotten 60 doubles in a season was like 80 years ago. I wow. mean, that's crazy. That's like historic pace for doubles. And granted, you know, some of those probably should be triples if he wasn't, uh, you know, as <laughs> as of, uh, uh, you know, maybe if he was a little quicker around the bases. But I'm just saying wow. that wow. is absurd. Like, that's absurd I mean, numbers. Seriously, you can just tell... You know um, how sick a season this guy is having. If if the, his Achilles heel this year is not legging out triples, crazy, you know? crazy. Okay, <laughs> so 
I was actually looking up something else, and I'm going to see if I can bring it up here, the team total stats. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, I'm going to do a short plug for the MLB.com app, I think is what it is. If you great, go to the, great website. If you go to the stats tab and you bring I'm up the, the regular season team totals, you will see the Boston Red Sox listed in every single offensive category that we like. Okay. Average Red Sox 293, RBIs Red Sox 323, runs on base percentage, slugging, uh, off uh, OPS, hits, doubles. Wow, I mean, we're leading all the we're leading the major leagues in every single one of those categories. Our offense is crazy right now, and not only that, but we're 20 points ahead of 16 points ahead of the next team as far as a batting average lead. Like, yeah, I knew we had a big lead there. Man, it's crazy. 293. Sick. Crazy. Um man, I don't even I haven't even looked at the pitching one. I don't even want to look. Um ooh. well I mean it's like, you know, we gotta he's gonna make a deal and get a pitcher. It's just imagine it's how much we lose, you know? Right. And because and, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go. I mean, I know Devers isn't looking good this year in uh in the minors. Uh, I think he's is he at single A still, I think, high A. Mm. But uh well maybe the double A. Uh, hi, I think, but he's still young enough, and he plays third, and his power potential is very nice. Mm. And it would be nice to have that homegrown infield. I believe I've talked to you about this before, but I mean, it, it's Trader Dave, especially where these are guys that he didn't bring in. You know, the farm system's going to be uh, uh, looted or pillaged. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be gone. So if we if we make that trade for uh, Teheran. It's yeah. looking very likely that we're going to have to give up probably a couple of our high prospects and maybe even one of our one of our uh, major league players. I've heard Travis Shaw get thrown around, Swihart, Benatendi, uh, Moncada. Ooh, I mean, those are some Mac- big Mac- names. Mac- not going anywhere, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing, right? I think that when you talk about the, I'm going to bring up the trade talk because I love talking trade talk. Absolutely. When we start looking at these potential trades, I think that it is going to be in the Red Sox best interest to not make any immediate trades. I think what they need to do is try to milk the market a little bit, right? Um, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of other teams that are going to be able to meet the demands of some of these teams trying to shop these starting pitchers. I think that if the Red Sox play their cards right, that they can squeak out a deal later in the season as long as they don't need those wins right away and they can kind of live off what we have for a little while, let those teams get a little bit desperate, and then strike while it's hot. What do you think, Mike? You know, normally I think that's kind of a good run, uh, a good good um, strategy, Ben, going forward. But, like, ever since they added the second wild card, like, a few years ago, it's like nobody's out of it ever. So it's like you, it's the, it's supply and demand, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like the sellers a few, so they kind of have the buyers over the barrel a little bit. And, you know, hey, if we're the Red Sox and we're looking for starting pitching and we're, you know, 
doing have it doing going pretty good without I mean how many other teams are going to be looking for starting pitching you know yeah, so absolutely. it's going to be a seller's market I mean I think we're going to probably get raked over the coals even in the off season I thought we kind of got raked over the coals for Kimbrel but we kind of had to do it we kind of had to go that closer road because we had so many question marks in the starting rotation you had to go the Kansas City Royals route and shorten the game as best you can you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely woohoo. So we also uh, had a little, a couple other roster moves. Uh, Rusney's coming back up. Uh, we, He's then- been up. He's been up, right? Um, and this is the thing, you know. And going back to, I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about Chris Young. It's like, you know, I like Chris Young. I mean, the guy is absolutely mashing lefties, and that's what we brought him in to do. But to all of a sudden think because this opportunity presents itself, he's going to all of a sudden start hitting righties? I don't know. I think you got to throw Rusney out there versus some righties and see what we got with that kid, you know? It's like if he's going to be a trade ship, I mean, show him maybe he has a few hot games and he could be a trade ship. I don't know, you know? But let's see what we got. Right, yeah, and and you know he's he's not been lighting the world on fire in the minors this year. I think he's floating right around two forty. Yeah, um, he is. So I think he's hitting five hundred in the major league level, two for four until this recent call up. Yeah, that was this year though. I actually looked at his year, uh, year, his yeah. all time MLB batting average, and it's floating right around two hundred. Yeah, well, okay. so. so it wasn't Jackie Bradley's at one point. I mean, it it's. I mean, it's going to be a tough road to hold for him until he can hit like a 91 mile an hour fastball. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, once he can do that. But uh, yeah, I think that guy. Who cares? You just can't force him because he's old. You know, put him down in the minors, and you know, maybe you can get two good years out of him at the end of that seven year contract mm-hmm. because he learns how to play. You know, I don't think he's far away. You know, he just needs some seasoning. Those guys that come from Cuba are raw. You know, right. You know, Puig, he's a guy that he needs some seasoning too. But when he first came up, he lit the world on fire. And so now they just kind of keep him in the mix, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's also the closest thing I've seen to Bo Jackson since Bo Jackson. So Yep. So I would like him to remain in the majors so I can see him play. Uh, another move, Mike, I'm not sure if you have any input on this. Uh, Ramirez got optioned uh, back down to Pawtucket. You know what uh, – you, you know what my nickname is for Noe Ramirez, right? What's that? Noe, we got a chance to win this one, Ramirez, because that's when he's in here. He's the white flag for the Red Sox this season for the little time he's been up. You talk about somebody who's up and down the Kevin Euclid's Expressway. Yeah. It's Noe Ramirez this yeah. year. Well, I think it's, you know, those starters are kind of rounding out our bullpen now, so no real need for him, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, and, like, I, I didn't really answer you before, but, I mean, I think, like, Someone's got to step up. It could be Kelly when we come up on June 18th or whatever that date is. We'll need that fifth starter again. If Kelly's showing some promise, you know, in the minors again, then, you know, he maybe deserves a shot. If Buckholtz shows some form out in the bullpen and, you know, is a team player and maybe gets in some, maybe he deserves a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I know I'm a little bit of a Buckholtz apologist, you know, just because I like guys that have been with the team a long time and I love guys that have been, but, you know, it's like, you, you got to produce, kid. You know, you got to produce. So, uh, or, but like, if even if somebody like Henry Owens has a good run, or Brian Johnson, or Rowanis Elias, you know, give them a shot. I don't care. Make that fifth starter spot a tryout, you know, because nobody's going to step in there and throw 180 innings for you. 
Well, I mean, who do you who do you think is going to be that fifth spot, Mike? I mean, look, we've already talked about Joe Kelly and Clay Buckles, and doesn't I'm not really sure that either of those guys is going to be the fifth guy. Um, we've had a couple other guys come up and down. Uh, Brian Johnson, we've kind of test drove him, and I don't know if he's the guy. Uh, who he else did we? Good. He hasn't looked good. Who else did we test drive? Uh, Henry Owens, he didn't look great. Right. Um, right. Then but we that's got... what I'm saying. It's wide open. All those guys are still in the mix. You know, it's yeah. just like, and they can be a dark horse candidate if somebody comes in in a less trade, or if somebody gets hot and lights his world on fire in Double A. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I really seriously think it's just wide open. I mean, I'm a little bit scared about um, third base. I guess Travis Shaw has cooled off a little bit, and now you're telling me he's in trade rumors. It's like. That's going to be a pretty big hole over there. Is that just going to be filled by Brock Holt? Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, maybe that's that's when your boy Rafael uh, steps up a little bit. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, those trades, I think, are going to be a couple weeks, if not months out. Um, Rafael needs some seasoning. He's sitting about 210. Oh, the, so yeah. You, ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Okay, well. Potential. It's a dangerous thing. We'll pump thing, the brakes on you know, him. But let's just not trade Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson because our bullpen's a little shaky. Right. Let's not pull the ripcord that bad. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this week has definitely exposed the pitching. That is for sure. Um, they've been getting up, giving up a ton of home runs, too. Like, oh, my God. It's not just like rallies. It's They're just throwing juicy balls right down the middle and, well, this, they're, they're getting behind in hitters. I mean, Erod did that today. He's getting behind on guys. You know, he's going 2-0. You're not throwing strike one. 0-1 is so much better than 1-0, you know? Mm-hmm. And these are major league hitters. So if you have to come to the plate and they know it, you're going to get hurt, you know? That's true. Yeah. Well, um, Mike, what else, what else do we have to talk about in this wonderful week of Red Sox? I mean, I think we, you know, we were looking ahead, and I love that because we want to be forward thinkers. We want to be optimists in this post old flow world. Ben Fay, you know me. I'm like all optimistic now. I, mean, <laughs> yep. I imagine if we were running this show back in 2003, it would have a different tone entirely. But I think we got to look back at this past week and really some missed opportunities that really mm-hmm. went by the boards. I mean, winning those first two in Baltimore mm-hmm. in a big series, if you can have a big series in June, I'm not going to get too excited. But then to drop it. You know, and those two, and the, and the kind of the fashion they did, they did it was kind of sad. Yeah. And then, you know, really, Toronto was kind of, you know, it was just a bummer series. Yeah. Those- and they got to rise up. I mean, those are some, uh, you know, division foes that are certainly not dead. You know, I mean, the Baltimore's obviously still right on the heels, and they're going neck and neck. And Toronto's, you know, starting to hit, so... Yeah, and and you know, last week we were talking with Bobby about this, uh, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit uh, quick to react sometimes, and I thought, man, we we just had a great week, and and I, you know, I think we're going to take this AL East, and and wow, you know, what a difference a week makes, right? Like the AL East is for sure up for grabs this year, um, and I don't know if if the Blue Jays and the Orioles, Orioles, excuse me, are as good as the way that they play us, but they just seem to have all of our pitchers' numbers. Um, it's really freaky, like, how well they hit against our pitching. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm still I mean, optimistic. Well, terrific but... hitting lineup, Ben. You know, I think early in the season when we were looking, like, uh, breaking down the ALEs, that's, that's really one of the things we pointed to, that maybe their pitching wouldn't hold up. 
but uh, their hitting we thir- certainly uh, was scary and would be there. Uh, they've gotten uh, terrific pitching performances, you know, uh, from from up and down that staff. And you know, I think a guy that's pitching great for them is Kevin Gossman. I love his arm. I love his stuff. You know, he hasn't really, uh, you know got a good win-loss column because they really haven't been scoring runs in his starts for some reason. But uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's going to be definitely in their three-man or four-man rotation if we see them in a postseason series. But um, their hitting is just up and down and stacked. And Trumbull was a great pickup for them. His, yeah. his, his, you know, his swing is kind of tailor-made for that ballpark. And, you know, everybody's thinking maybe he's a uh, – you know, kind of like cool down in the second half. I just don't see it. I just think like I've always liked that guy at the hitter. If he has his health, he's in a ballpark when he can really do some damage. And uh, he's doing it to this point. He should definitely get an all-star nod. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even guys like uh, Bautista making big defensive plays against us too in the field. Um, yeah, it's deflating. You mean Bautista, that leadoff hitter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I heard them talking. I think uh, I was forgetting who was talking about it, but somebody on a telecast was talking about maybe it was Dave O'Brien or uh, oh man, maybe it was just on the radio. But uh, they were saying that um, Jose Batista, a potential trade rumor to Boston. Yeah, I had actually read that a couple weeks ago. I don't know what initially. I I wasn't really on fire with that. I don't. I don't. Just from a you know an attitudes and uh, kind of play perspective, I don't know how well he would mesh, but I don't know. What do you think? I think the thing that makes me most attractive to him is that he's a rental player. Yeah, and you know it's like if there is a hole in left field, mm-hmm. as it appears, perhaps there could be. Uh, not to mention he's played some third base in his day. Not that he's going to do oh, that. Wow. Uh, but you know you could put Brock there, and then um, True. but this guy's he talk about a guy having a tailor made swing for a park, you know. And he went deep again today. What's he? He's got. I don't know how many visitors have more home runs at Fenway than Jose Batista. That'd be interesting to look up. But uh, <laughs> he's got quite a few. He's in the 30s, I believe. And uh, so you look at it like that and you're not committed to the guy long term he's mm. a guy that could help you in this year and if we're a team that's really going for it this year it should maybe be a, a something we look at and uh, you know he uh he's also hopefully would come a little cheaper where he is just you know that little bit right. you know and who knows if he has a great experience and, you know, he's out there looking for astronomical numbers for Toronto because, you know, he's been underpaid to this point in his career. He's looking, I heard the numbers he's looking for is like five at 150. I'm like, you know, I'm going to start getting loose if you get that, buddy, yeah. because there is no shot. But if the Red Sox <laughs> show him to a good time and they have some success and they want to throw a two year, you know, 45, 50 million one out there, mm. if the guy fits, Boom. That because then you have time to keep your Mankata in the minus, maybe not rush him into playing outfield all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's gonna come to the big leagues before Dustin Pedroia is through producing in this league. Mm. So he's gonna have to play something else other than second base. And okay. I would hate to trade him. He he seems like a transcendent talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I think there's definitely a couple options, uh not just Jose, but there there are some other outfield options. Um whether it be rent-a-players uh, or long-term guys on deals. But, 
Ooh, talk to me. I love the trade talk too, Ben. Scratch <laughs> well, <laughs> me where I itch, man. Tell me who else is out there. No, I I, uh, I read the article a couple weeks back. I don't I don't remember any of the specific names. Oh, uh, one guy that was thrown out there was uh, Puig. Um, you know, I know that you uh, you know you know you knew a little bit about the Dodgers. What have you heard from from the Dodgers camp on possibly moving him? Wow. I mean, he seems a little bit like he needs some seasoning, like I said, but, I mean, he's an incredible talent. I think, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in chemistry in a ball club, and he's just far too much of a risk to disturb chemistry that I would really take with this this team. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd probably visit some stuff during the offseason if they were done with him and wanted to unload him for, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's... Like yeah, I, I said, I mean, if you saw Bo Jacket played, I mean, the guy walked on walls, you know, yeah. and it was just incredible. I mean, breaking bats on his head, you know, he's just incredible. Like the the best athlete really I've ever seen, you know, and just like ridiculous on the football field. And unfortunately, we lost him too soon professionally, you know. Yeah. Terrific commercial actor. One <laughs> yes, of the best. Absolutely. Bo knows. Yes. So... Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I've heard. I've heard, uh, you know, possibility that the Dodgers are uh, kind of over him, and, and maybe it's best that he gets a fresh start. But uh, Mike's saying probably not for the Red Sox. Well, I mean, he's like he does stuff like when it's a ball in the gap, and the center fielder calls him off as he should. He goes and catches it anyway. He does stuff like that, mm. you know. And it's like, all right, but he also throws a seed to third base and nails a guy he shouldn't humanly possible be able to throw out, you right. know? So you really have to have a, a little extra patience with guys like that. You know, I really, when he was uh, first coming up and having that success with the Dodgers, you had a guy like Juan Uribe on that team who kind of took him under his wing. And, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers have that quite yet on their team, but I'll tell you what, perhaps if somebody wants to stay one more year, that Tudor could be in Boston. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, Mike, uh, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, just looking no, at... No, no, it's okay. I'm doing the Dodgers show, too, probably in this studio. So we can go over. That if you, <laughs> you know, we can go to, like, 9.05. Mark's okay with it. I really don't know anything about the Dodgers this week anyway, so that's going to be a tough one. Okay, okay. Hopefully well. Joshua's got a lot of stuff. Did Any of you people that are listening that tune in for both of these, bless you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Please tell me you exist in the comment section on YouTube. Absolutely. We're looking for some fan feedback on our YouTube uh, on our YouTube videos. By the way, this we can do... Skype YouTube, Ben, right? We, we, we post our our show on YouTube. Sorry, when I say we, I mean After Buzz we. Uh, we post it on YouTube. We post it on Ooh, iTunes. We post that. We post our shows everywhere. You have no excuse not to listen. Um, sure. So set that podcast on subscribe or subscribe via YouTube and make sure that you are listening to us live. Or, uh, you know, maybe if you're in Boston, it's a little bit too late for you. You'll get us on Monday morning. Mike, did you get a chance to, to see any Red Sox games at uh, Friendly Fenway this week? Uh, I did not, but, you know, they were just in town for the Toronto series, and it's been uh, a crazy one, uh, you know, this weekend with graduation weekend and everything. You want to say hello? Producing the, uh, from this end tonight, we have my nephew, Kevin Owen Martin, coming in here. What do you oh, think nice. about the Sox this week? Oh, the, um, in general this year. Yeah. In general. Very, very impressed by the Red Sox hitting. Handsome kid. Um, I read earlier there was a statistic of 
10 Red Sox leading the American League in batting. Or it might have been the entire major leagues in batting average. Very impressed by the hitting. Wow. It's got to be 6 or 7, though. Few, we were talking about that This was a few early. weeks back. This was a few weeks back, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But their pitching look is in the, lackluster. Look in the screen. Pitching is lackluster, man. I'm very uh, unimpressed by Buckholds. You know, he's he's able to – he has the capability to throw a no-hitter, man, but he's not consistent at all. Joe Kelly, yeah, he's ready to toss down AAA. I really think they need to trade one of uh, uh, some talent, you know, try to get a really good starting pitcher because this is the year to win. Poppy's last year, this is the year to win. No, no, I hear you. I mean, definitely. Oh. Thank you, Kev. You're definitely producing the show tonight, doing a bang-up job here in Canton Match. You're going to stay in the frame? Or stay out of the frame, half in, half out, no good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a great hit in ball club. The problem is, Kev, it's like those nobody wants those those players. You know, Joe Kelly or Clay Buckles. We're going to have to trade players we want if we're really going to bring in some chips. Like you were talking better about Julio Tehran, you know, and chips like that. It's it's really going to cost a lot. And, you know, mm. I think our best bet with Buckholz and uh, Kelly is going to be trying to get them you know, something out of them, you know. Uh, I really think Kelly could be a bullpen piece, and hopefully Buckholz can make a run at that fifth starter spot with some good spots in long relief and, uh, you know, maybe some setup stuff, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's, what, what, tell me again uh, who we're looking at this week, uh, Ben. Cause, yeah, you know. so uh, looking ahead, we have the Giants on Tuesday. We have a two-game series with them. We have Porcello. Uh, making the start on Tuesday, and then we have another day off, and we have three games against the Twins. So Giants have been really good this year. I think uh, when you start talking about potential World Series teams, uh, the Cubs, the Red Sox, and the Giants have really been the top three. Um, I think White that's going to be that's probably going to be a tough series in San Francisco. Uh, any thoughts about you know how that one's going to going to turn out, Mike? Anything that you're looking for? In San Francisco, I mean, it'd be nice. Is is the in San Francisco? Uh, yes, in San Francisco. Okay, yeah, then that a beautiful ballpark. Yep. Uh, I say if they get a split there, that's great. You know, I mean, it's, San Francisco's a good team, and it's an even year, so they got that even year thing going. They've yeah. won the whole thing in ten, twelve, fourteen, so it's like they're gonna do it again. You know. Yeah, they got some really good pitching this year, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how the Red Sox can handle that National League pitching. Then we go out. Yeah, who to, are we going up against? Are you looking at the pitching uh, matchups there? Who you know, are you pitching? I, pitching? I didn't see who the uh, Giants are going to throw up. Oh, it's going to be uh, Albert Suarez. Ooh. He's uh, one and one with a three point one eight ERA. He's a rookie, a twenty six year old rookie. I think that's the one we got to win, Ben. Yeah, I think that would be that would be a huge confidence boost to take that first one in San Francisco. You know, the other thing is we got another day off and then three at the Twins who have really been struggling this year. Uh, it would be nice to mop up three in Minnesota and then come back home, get a day off, and, uh, you know, get back at it. Mike, uh, we are coming to the end of the show, so uh, the After Buzz producers are telling me to wrap it up with you wrap so <laughs> mike are you gonna be uh are, are we gonna be seeing you on the skype uh for a couple weeks here when when are you gonna be back in the friendly after buzz tv studio i think we're gonna have to because you know i thought bobby d was gonna be covering me but you know he's got uh bigger and better fish to fry covering up and down the pacific league or the uh, california league up north but uh you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be probably coming at you next week. I mean, it's going to probably be a, a similar effort as uh, I have 
some parties to go to in the graduation and reunion season. But, uh, <laughs> oof, somebody will be here talking Red Sox baseball because Red Sox Nation is that strong that we have a podcast in North Hollywood, California. Right, right Kev? What? What? <laughs> That's it. Woo! So, Ben, I mean, you'll be back next week, right? And, like, Kev will be hopefully back, and we'll have someone talking Red Sox baseball here, no doubt, next week. That is a fact. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for, for Skyping in, and uh, we'll check in with you again next week. And, I don't, you know, I've, I don't think I've ever closed out the uh, the Red Sox Rap 360 pod, uh, podcast here, but, uh, again, this is Ben Fay. You can reach out to me on Twitter, at Benny Frickin' Jam, um, spelled just how it sounds. Uh, I don't know if you can sound it out. Benny Frickin' jam. And you can reach out to me. Give me some feedback. Tell me how I did today. Tell tell us how the Skype experience was on the Red Sox Rap 360. And we'll catch you again next week. See you later, Red Sox Nation. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.